and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ Fades. How is everybody doing? I hope the answer was good. Um, hey, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna talk about some stuff, which I suppose is generally speaking the the premise. Uh, It's specifically kind of an anniversary that I'm going to talk about a little. Uh, uh, it's not going to be heavy, but if you don't feel like hearing about my life, skip ahead like 15 minutes because I am going to talk about BattleBots. I promise there will be BattleBots talk. Um, but this is, I'm recording this on the 10th, January 10th. And January 12th, will be one year since I bought a scale and started trying to get in shape. Uh, I guess specifically to lose weight. That's a little more quantifiable a goal than... Uh, but look, it's all part of the same same mess of things. Uh, and I am pleased to report that uh, just shy of one year after this project... <laughs> this project... Uh, this project began... It is, I have lost 85 pounds, which frankly is a lot. Um, uh, I had set what I believed was the completely unrealistic goal of 77 pounds, and that was just uh, to get a Simpsons reference. So, uh, you know, that was just sort of, I had to input something and I thought, oh, oh, it'll be funny to do a, do a Simpsons thing. So I've, I've blown past that. Um, I should be doing better, but I gave myself a little bit of a break for the holidays and also the, you know, there was some blizzards that made it impossible to be outside and, uh, some general stress things, which is not to say I really have excuse, but I still, I still did real good. And, uh, I've just got I'm 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 I've been thinking about because it it's been a year now. It's one year later. Uh sort of like uh uh remember in in 2000 in 2005 2006 when they uh when DC Comics was doing the the Infinite Crisis event and uh between uh uh, uh right after the event all of the ongoing series jumped forward in time one year. And uh, the, everything was all, like, different. You know, there have been all these changes. Some characters had died. Some had been replaced. Uh, a different guy was Aquaman. Where'd Hawkman go? Uh, Superman is just getting his powers back, you know, and left you all these questions. Well, what happened during that year? Uh, you know, Batman went overseas to study with the Ten-Eyed Men. Uh, and, and so this is... This is not really at all like that, but I just thought of it when I said the the words one year later. If I were smarter, I would have been able to tie that into a thing. But consider that ball dropped. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just I've just got some some thoughts about it. Uh, it's something I'm still working on. I wanted to hit a hundred, um, which is reachable now that I'm focusing up again. But uh, um, I'm 
I don't really have a timetable for that. I just want to get on it, and I've decided that I will I will take a trip uh, when I hit that, which is a little hard to commit to simply because uh, I don't even remember if I've talked about my raccoon saga, but the amount of raccoon damage to my home and getting it fixed has uh, uh, left me with a lot of credit card debt right now. So uh, it's not like... Look, I should probably hit 100 before I have my bills paid off. So it's not like I'm leaving the minute that scale turns. But uh, that's just sort of the general plan. Um, so I've been thinking, and like I said, if you're not interested, skip ahead to 15 or 20 minutes. And if I'm talking about BattleBots, uh, then you'll know you're done with this part. Uh, but this is... I mean, by any account, it's been I've I've been successful. It's been it's it's been a big change, but also not that much has changed when you you know I'm still the same miserable son of a bitch I was a year ago. You know, um, but the like in terms of of overall health, I think that's been just in immense change. Uh, um. I do not have back pain anymore, whereas I used to have it almost constantly. Huh. Weird about that, huh? Um, uh, my, my stomach problems have pretty much gone away, except for the hernia that I can't afford to get fixed. And uh, also, sometimes I get, I get intense stomach pains at work, but that's turning out to just be clearly just be work-related stress. Uh, so maybe that's the next big problem in my life I have to fix. Um, <laughs> speaking of, we had our our office Christmas party like a month ago, and I don't remember if I mentioned it or not. It, you know, I don't really talk to anybody or have much to do there. But uh, uh, my my the head of my department's husband asked how my podcast was going, and I don't know how he knows that I have a podcast. I don't think we've ever had a conversation. And certainly I would not mention this to any of the people I work with. So that's that's a chilling possibility that people in my life uh, who I'm not like explicitly friends with have, have listened to this and know things. Um, this is... This is a this is a podcast for my best friends and for strangers. Nothing in between. If we're casual acquaintances, stop listening right now. I cannot deal with that pressure. But uh, uh so overall my 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 health is 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 so much better. Uh you know, my my stamina is just uh I can do things that we're we're out of reach to me for I'm going to the gym and I'm running now um, I don't like running outside because I am afraid of tripping and falling um, and also I don't know where a good place to run is where people will not uh, notice me and possibly point that's an issue uh, but I really am afraid of like hitting a bad uh, crack in the pavement or like a, a root and falling and breaking something but I'm I started going to the gym right before the pandemic. So obviously that fell apart at that point. And I was scared to go back even after getting vaccinated just because it's so many people just breathing. 
but uh, if you pick your times, you can kind of stay far away from people, and it's generally my goal to be not that close to anybody. Um, so I've I've started going back fairly regularly now, and uh, last time I, I would just I I would literally go on the treadmill and and walk at a a slightly no it was a it was it was slightly faster than walking, and now I'm I actually run. I'm not I'm not. You know, I'm not Ethan Hunt or anything. Uh, and yes, my my example of a fast person is Tom Cruise's character from the Mission Impossible franchise and not an actual athlete or real human being who is known for being fast. But that guy runs. Also, I am a dork. So when I run, I have my hands in like the karate chop uh, 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 pose like, like uh, Ethan Hunt does when he runs, as opposed to like, fists or not performatively making your hands into anything like most people do when they run and I am I am just it, it's it's my my one moment of trying to look cool um, oh no have I talked about how at the at the gym if there is a lady on the treadmill in front of me I take off my glasses so she won't think I'm looking at her butt but the only thing is that she would have to know how bad my vision is without glasses and in fact, would have to see me take the glasses off to know that I wear them. So I'm not doing anybody any good, quite frankly. I just feel like in my head, I know I'm not looking at butts. I can't prove that to anybody else, but for the moment, I, that's not a thing I can do. <laughs> I make it sound like all I do is look at butts, and that's like a third of what I do. Um... Oh yeah, health's a lot. Like it, it, it is. It is shocking to me how much physically better I feel. And now I sort of feel like before I started losing weight, like I was, like you know, most of the stuff that sucked about me, I just attributed to being old. And that's that's still a thing. There part, I'm I'm old. The stuff's just going to be a problem. But uh. You know, stuff I wrote off as just being age or just how I am is is better now. And I realized, like, oh, my health was actually bad. <laughs> like, I I genuinely don't know that I my this sounds dramatic, but my lifespan is probably longer now than it was a year ago. Um, that is that feels definitely true. Um. The thing is, like, not much about my day-to-day -day life then changes. Like, here's the thing. It's everybody who's rejected me has rejected me for for valid, non-superficial uh, non reasons, apparently. Uh, you know, all those years of people not being interested in me, uh, I assumed it was my weight. It is apparently my personality and maybe also my face. Um, you know, there's, you know, stuff is, it's actually, my life is completely unchanged. You know, it's not like the person I like suddenly thinks I'm good looking as a result of this. Maybe she does. Maybe I should press the point and just ask, Hey, am I hot now? Because if the answer is yes, then I've achieved last year's new year's resolution. And I can really focus on reading more this year. Uh, but you know, dated. It's it's a thing that you have to care about a lot because 
honestly, nobody else in your life really does. I mean, I, my my friends have been very supportive, even though I make fun of them, because uh, at one point when I had lost 40 pounds, they were talking excitedly about uh, somebody we know who is not heavy and who had lost 15 pounds. And I'm like, for God's sake, that's a third of an EJ. And I made fun of them for that. But uh, my my TV friends who all well, TV friends are my friends who are fictional characters on television. I should call my Sunday friends, which makes them sound like they're a Bible study group. But, you know, the friends I watch TV with on Sunday, they have been very uh, supportive. Uh, Rachel has bought me a couple of shirts in proper sizes now. That's an issue is all my clothes are too big. Uh, but I don't want to buy new clothes. And also there is a part of me that's afraid I will just put it all back on uh if I if I have a bad day and so I, I got rid of a lot of my big clothes uh last week and that was very that was very difficult for me <laughs> um but you know overall people in your regular life like you know nobody <laughs> nobody at work cares or notices uh or feels comfortable saying anything uh uh, my, my mother bought me some new clothes for Christmas, some of which would have been too big at my old size and some of which was too small now. I don't know what sort of eating disorder she's trying to give me, but it's definitely one of them. Um, it's, I don't know, man. It's been, it's, it's been weird. People are weird. Uh, but the, I guess the, the, two things have gone gone through my head really thinking about this was this was something that without really knowing how to do I just got determined and did it and that makes me think I could have maybe done it 15 years ago and my life would be maybe significantly different um you know I might have had some self-confidence when I was young and could have met people as opposed to now just living out living out my twilight years alone um but all you know then if you start opening that door who knows i mean some of my 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 best friends are in my life because it sucked <laughs> i know that sounds bad but uh you know my friend lana i never would have met her if i wasn't miserable uh you know my friend summer i've we've talked about it it's if anything had gone right, right in my life, we wouldn't have met because, you know, as she's been on the show, we can talk about it. She, uh, uh, basically we met because of tweeting about podcasts. And if I'd had say a satisfying job that, uh, I was engaged with, I probably wouldn't listen to uh, 50 hours of podcasts a week. And I wouldn't, maybe wouldn't have listened to the right show and we wouldn't have tweeted about the same thing, you know, that's just, uh, even Sam, through whom I met my Sunday friends, uh, I met Sam on karaoke night and he asked me to, to come to his house for improv practice. And like, if I had something going in my life, that's, I probably wouldn't have been doing karaoke every week. And I, I almost definitely would have been like, yeah, <laughs> never thought about it before. I'll, I'll practice improv at your house. You know, what if I'd been like, oh no, I've got a social life with a date 
on the weekend. You know, I don't even know what people with lives talk about. But uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things in my life that are, are genuinely crummy and I don't know how to fix or or even deal with sometimes. But uh, the things that are good are are good and maybe they wouldn't have happened maybe they wouldn't have happened if I'd been if I'd been better 20 years ago like that's a weird way to think about it but it, it's it's also like I don't know I don't meet my best friend if I'm not incredibly depressed in the year 2000 that's 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 just how it is um so I don't know it's it's one of those things I'm 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 proud of but it hasn't changed my life like I was hoping it would but it in in ways that aren't fun and showy it's 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 you know made my health better but you know I was I was hoping for a world when people would 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 you know I don't know I just want to be hot it's not working out um but that's I don't know I don't think that was of interest to anybody but it's just me talking through some things because it's a I have gone through significant physical changes in the last year and that's not something I ever expected and I'm I don't know I'm kind of processing it and trying to figure out what my what my deal is now you know um I don't know I'm bad at talking about this uh so I feel better even if I'm not necessarily 100% happier, I guess. I'm not sadder. That's, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was hoping for a major change. We're just, just, uh, I don't know. Now I made myself sad that th my life hasn't gotten better, but. Like I said, I I've found things I enjoy. I I'm uh, uh I still sleep really badly, so it turns out that was not the problem. Um again, that's probably work related stress. This this is an issue we'll deal with in the in the future. Um <sighs> Anyway, that's my that's my story. It's not as interesting. I I sort of was thinking maybe I'd come to some realization by the end and be like oh this is the next thing I have to do to to uh to to level up and and I didn't I just talked for 15 minutes and wasted your time so uh let's maybe talk about some tv stuff I guess <laughs> um uh, maybe maybe we'll do a round of recommendations uh movies I recommend Babylon is Babylon good? I don't know. I went and saw it Friday, and I fell asleep the moment the movie started, and I woke up when the end credits began. Um, it was not a movie I was super excited about. I've heard really like bad things about it, but it sounded like kind of a crazy swing, and I hadn't been to a movie in a while. And since I have a membership at the local theater, I you know it doesn't cost me to see a movie, so that wasn't a waste. But the thing is. 
I have not had three hours of uninterrupted sleep since June. So I am, uh, that felt great. Um, and I don't feel like I missed, like, it's not like I want to, I'm going to go back and, oh, I missed out on seeing Babylon. Nah, I got a three hour nap. That was pretty good for me. So, <laughs> so I literally can't even blame it on the movie being boring or something because I don't think I saw a single frame of it. I was sitting there and the lights went down and suddenly the end credits were playing. Um, so I just hit me right, and I got some much-needed sleep. I might see it again this weekend if I, if I'm feeling feeling uh, sluggish. Uh, TV. Uh, Paul T. Goldman I talked about last week. Still fantastic. I, I realize it's only January, but it's fixing to be my show of the year. It's so good. There's a lot of stuff coming up yet. So, uh, you know, I'm not putting any money on it, but it's it's going to be top five by the end of the year. They're not going to beat this. It's crazy. It is absolutely wild. Um, and it feels like it's going to kind of a dark place. Uh, increasingly, Paul is not the, the affable dork we've seen up to this point, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I'm also kind of hoping to find out he's been he had multiple other wives who scammed him because <laughs> he's two for two so far it's really good if you have peacock you have to watch paul t goldman uh the uh, only other thing new thing that i've watched so far this year is uh uh battle bots started again and i talk about that show a lot because i love battle bots um it, it, it's, it's just fun. Uh, interesting thing about this, they're, they're doing a new thing where they're basically telling you what every robot's schedule is up front. Like when they finish a match, they show you who their next three matches are. Which, I guess it's... They shot it, you know, it was shot maybe at the end of last year. So this is information they always could have given us. And I think it's maybe more of like a like a social media thing to build up, you know, get buzz going about fights that haven't happened yet. Uh, it's something they always could have done and maybe didn't see the utility in doing it. But it's kind of interesting. And one thing I noticed is a uh, uh, frequent thorn in my side, uh, sometimes friendly nemesis, Tombstone was not on the first episode and did not sh not that I saw did not show up in anybody's uh upcoming fights and you know that's certainly possible there's a big field we may have just not seen anybody with tombstone on their radar yet but a lot of the big ones are in the first episode and it makes me think that if if tombstone is in the show this year and it's done fairly it has not been great the last couple of years, so maybe the guy's retooling it. Uh, or there's a possibility that they're just going to feed it a diet of newcomers to guarantee it goes to the finals again. Because there's a... This show has a... They like putting Tombstone in the in the tournament regardless of his record. Um, and I, I don't need to bring up all my issues with Tombstone except... Uh, 
Um, I'm starting to like the driver a little more. I thought he was kind of a dick before, which was my issue. Uh, and last year we saw a little more of him kind of playing along with the community and it's like, oh, this, <laughs> this, he's, he's just bought into his villain role rather than actually being sort of a dick. Um, so I have a little more sympathy for him now, but I also think they give Tombstone a ridiculously easy schedule. Um, but, you know, it's a popular robot. They probably do that with other popular robots, too, and I don't notice it because I didn't have a weird grudge against them for two years. Anyway, BattleBots is super fun. Uh, a lot of my favorites lost their first fight, so this year is fixing to be uh, full of upsets. Um, there's a couple of fun new robots. There's Here's a great thing about BattleBots is it's a show where they can spend the whole episode hyping up a match that might last one second or it might go three minutes with nothing interesting happening. Those are both possibilities. <laughs> like somebody might explode on the first hit or they might sort of damage each other a little and just mostly stay out of one another's way trying to angle for a good hit. So you could have either an anticlimax or something extremely boring, and it still always feels worth it. Uh, so give it up for BattleBots. Um, video games, all I've been doing is I'm trying to clean up some of the last stuff on Saints Row, which I've talked about a lot already, so no more of that. Um, over in uh, over in comics, I'll just fill you in in comics, I've been... Uh, the Daily Daredevil, where I'm trying to read every issue of Daredevil, at le or one issue a day all year, and into next year until I have read all of it. Um, Daredevil's not that good at the beginning. It is clearly nobody's top priority. It's sort of half-acidly written, and at this point I'm into, I'm ten issues in, and they've had four pencilers, uh, and the, the 60s Marvel stuff I liked best was like, there'd be like a long run from one artist. You know, uh, uh, in a hundred issues of, of Spider-Man, I think they have two pencilers. And uh, Jack Kirby did a hundred and one issues of Fantastic Four. And, you know, he did Thor for years. So this is, uh, it's weird. It's also the, 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 the soap opera love triangle is so is so boring because uh, it, it's Matt and his friend Foggy both being interested in their in their secretary, uh, Karen Page, who ten issues in does not have any personality traits besides being a woman, uh, and she's in love with Daredevil and also Matt, uh, but he can't express his feelings because he's blind, and also it would hurt his friend. Um. And, like, the only thing she does in any given story is tell him, oh, I know somebody who could maybe restore your sight. And he's afraid he can't be Daredevil anymore if he can see. To which I would say, uh, even well, if you lose your radar sense because you have eyes, you're still real good at fighting in acrobatics. You could probably still be a pretty good Daredevil. But he also can't tell her this, so it's always like, sorry, babe, I loves being blind. Um, it's very weird. But it hits the exact same beats in the same way every time. 
and it's it, it's oh my god it's it's i care so little about that stuff like with with old amazing spider-man that's that's my favorite stuff but maybe because i first read that when i was a kid and it clicked more or maybe sort of the amped up emotional stuff like the really melodramatic stuff works better because it's about teenagers these are grown-ups they shouldn't be dating a woman who works for them anyway um that's all and also foggy nelson who i think of as having kind of a distinctive look for as long as i have been reading comics has never been drawn the same way twice in the first 10 issues it's it's real weird uh but there were a few good ones and then they got bad again so i don't know i don't know when it's going to settle into being consistently good um i'm i don't know we'll see we'll see where this goes this i could be so fed up with daredevil by the end of january uh we'll we'll find out um hey so uh man i didn't really take in much pop culture this week so let's return to the franchise report after several holiday weekends of not watching uh not watching my franchise movies we returned with spider-man 2 and i started the born series with the born identity spider-man 2 is great i love it it makes me cry uh making me cry with a spider-man movie is the easiest thing in the world um as established batman is my main guy but i love spider-man and he does make me cry sometimes when i think about him because he tries so hard and nobody appreciates him and all of his wins sort of come with a come come at some cost you know he doesn't get a clean win um and this movie's got just some killer moments of that relationship stuff and you know uh when he the little kid who still believes in him after he gives up or when he when he when he stops the train and his mask is off and he, he almost dies stopping this subway train and the people pull him in and they protect him from dr octopus and you know they give him his mask back and somebody says ah, we won't tell anybody and that's the kind of stuff that gets me and especially in the world we live in now where you know anything post 2016 is you watch that now and you go you know what 30% of the people on the subway are probably sociopaths. You know, they <laughs> definitely some of those people when it got into QAnon. There's anything about the goodness of a group of people really gets me because it's something I cannot believe in in the real world anymore. Um, but it's, it's really, God, it's so well done the dr octopus's arms are almost all practical effects and uh mostly sam raimi is doing the same stuff he would have done if he'd been making an evil dead movie for twelve thousand dollars and it really works like the 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 way when his arm when he's still unconscious from the accident and his arms attack the medical team it's that is just sam raimi at his sam raimiest it's so good it also has maybe the best sequence I've ever seen in a superhero movie because it's so crazy. It's uh, 
so he's decided to stop being Spider-Man. Spider-Man no more, he says, uh, because he has to get the actual title of, a, of an issue in there. And J. Jonah Jameson has his old costume in his office as like a trophy, but he's admitting the city could kind of use him. And this is when he's decided to now be Spider-Man again. Uh, they go from sort of eulogizing him to uh, there's a there's a disturbance and a thwip, and suddenly the costume's gone, and J. Jonah Jameson's yelling about him being a thief. And then a newspaper spins onto the screen that says Spider-Man's back, and then Spider-Man swings through the newspaper. And he's, you know, just swinging down the street, going for the... Uh, I can't remember what building it is. I'm bad at New York geography. Uh, but then... The camera turns 180 degrees and we see all of this reflected in Dr. Octopus's glasses. <laughs> and then with such fluidity, he starts climbing the building and Spider-Man arrives at the top of the building. And they just start fighting like it's so quick and fluid and the camera does so much stuff. And it's just it's amazing to watch. I love it. Um, I think I mentioned this with the last one. Not that funny. Like, there's some jokes in it, but that's kind of Spider-Man's thing. And and uh, uh, he doesn't really... He's not that... You get a couple one-liners, but Spider-Man's usually, like, genuinely funny. And uh, Sam Raimi is more interested in sort of the Silver Age uh, uh, melodramatic stuff, which is it's valid. I mean, that's... There's a lot of different ways you can approach Spider-Man that have have textual basis. But it's just interesting because I think uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man really leans into that, uh, you know, never shuts up, uh, always making jokes to hide that he's nervous and really irritating anybody he has to fight. Whereas Tobey Maguire is a little more, uh, a little more taciturn. Um, also another movie where everybody just treats Peter Parker like absolute shit. It's, it's upsetting to watch. And, uh, uh, James Franco. I want to be careful how I say this because James Franco is, I hate saying canceled because it always makes it seem like, uh, something that was done to somebody rather than people paying consequences for their own actions. But, uh, Stuff started coming out about him, and then he just disappeared. He just went away. And he'll probably come back, just like all every guy who does creepy stuff does eventually. But he's like one of the guys who 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 was called out and disappeared. He's like the one I miss. Like I really, I mean, he did some crummy. It's, he may have done bad things in the world. I haven't really followed the, the details, but there have been enough people saying stuff that, yeah, maybe you need a time out there, Franco. But in terms of his work, some of it was very boring, but some of it was good and interesting and weird, and I just remembered seeing this, how much I like him as an actor. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those where it's like, damn, why couldn't you, why couldn't you not be a creep, dude? You were fun to watch. Um, all right, next week it's uh, Spider-Man 3, the one that sort of sank the series, although it made a huge amount of money and they probably could have done a sequel if they just worked out a deal. Um, but I'm looking forward to semi-evil Peter Parker. <laughs>
uh, and then over The Born Identity, which I first saw with somebody I was dating then. Our relationship remained undefined. Uh, it, it was sort of situationally defined exclusively by her. Um, in that I, I, I don't think she necessarily thought we were dating, but I was definitely not allowed to go out with anybody else. Um, I don't need to get too far into that. We haven't talked in, in, oh my God, 15 years. Wow, where did the time go? Um, but I don't think I've seen it since. Th- no, I've definitely seen it since then. A couple of the sequels I maybe haven't seen since, but, um, you know, it's great. Uh, the first one does not have like the look that kind of defines the series. I don't think I, this one was Doug Lyman directing. And I think Paul Greengrass is the one who did sort of the, the shaky cam and the real intense fights. But, uh, this one, when he there, he, when he's fighting the guy with a knife and, and Jason Bourne just has a pen, it is, it is so good. And what he does with the pen made me almost throw up and it, not because it was graphic. This is a PG 13 movie, but, you can see what he did, and because it's a pen, you can sort of imagine that happening to you. And if you think about it, it will make you sick to your stomach. Um, so I, I had a blast with that. Uh, Love the big stairwell fight when he <laughs> to get a shot at the guy below him, he has to essentially jump off the top level riding down the body of the last guy he killed just for a softer landing and hope he can get off one shot as he passes the floor the gunman is on I also love that Walton Goggins uh, like five years pre-justified is is uh, oh man he would have been on the shield at this point I hadn't thought of that he was on the shield right now. He has an unnamed role as a computer tech. It's like, oh, he is. He he needs way better than this. He 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 should not be the guy who's explaining what the computer is telling them about where Jason Bourne is. He's he's Johnny Exposition, and it's Walton Goggins. It's so weird. Uh, also, Brian Cox is in it. And he is in he is in scenes with some of the people that Walton Goggins is in scenes with, but they do not share any scenes or dialogue together. And I think it would have been amazing if Logan Roy and and Boyd Crowder had uh, been able to put their heads together and come up with something. Jason Board wouldn't have had a chance. Uh, but this was this was so fun. Uh, um yeah it's it's kind of interesting in a because it it's it's right before the mission impossible movies get good and uh you know there's definitely a there's a slower pace which i just talked about how wild the action scenes are but then there's long stretches of of you know Walton Goggins talking about uh uh the computer and you know, uh, Jason Bourne trying to track down leads, whereas, you know, Mission Impossible, the the more recent ones, you get your exposition exposition out of the way at the top, and then it is boom, boom, boom. 
uh, you know, you are shifting from set piece to set piece with, with, uh, the, the connective tissue is, is as quick and fun as possible. And this feels more like a, like an AMC miniseries. It feels like a, a John Le Carre adaptation, which is weird because it's actually a, a Robert Ludlum uh, adaptation, but you know what I mean. Uh, but it's great. Next week, I think, is The Born Ultimatum, which I believe is the one where he wrecks a guy with a magazine, but we'll find out. Um, I'm getting my discs set up for the next franchises when I wrap these up, which is when we will start with the Alien franchise and the Police Academy series. I am not anticipating enjoying that last one and only about half of the first one. Um, so... I'm going to enjoy these moments of Spider-Man while I can before I have to start talking about Steve Gutenberg every week. Um, hey, I guess that's it. Remember to check out teasebysummer.com. Um, great t-shirts, great mugs. Uh, uh, tease, to tie it into things I mentioned, the only clothes that I have actually went and... I've, I've, I'm buying all those shirts in a smaller size now. Um, because look, I need, I need, I need teased by summer shirts for, for every phase of life. Um, and I, uh, you know, I would be, it'd be very sad to not have a, a an ape hive shirt that fits me at any given moment. Uh, they're great. Check them out. Buy something. Uh, you can leave a note to seller. Just say you're doing a great job. And don't even say, I told you to say that. Let's just make it seem like a bunch of people are 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 aware and are are so aware of the great job being done that they have to comment on it. That'd be nice. You'd make somebody's day. Um, Teasebysummer.com. Go for it. <laughs> That's their slogan. Go for it. God. Um, okay, so you can... And you got all my nonsense. Uh, you can email the show at fedtalks at yahoo.com. My invitation is still open. For if, if I'm not sure if you like me, you can email me and let me know. Uh, one person did, but it was a person I was pretty sure about. But still nice to have the validation. Uh, check out uh, the Ape Hive. I did my uh, best TV shows of the year and the things I'm looking forward to this year. And uh, maybe I'll write about Paul T. Goldman. Um... I'm on Twitter at EJ Fettis, Instagram at EJ underscore Fettis. You'll see the Daily Daredevil there. Uh, TikTok, EJ Fettis. Um, I posted a new one that was very successful, and I'm working on another one that will have a special effect. Sort of. Not a very special effect. Minimally special. So check that all out. It's all under my name in different places. Uh, that's it. Next week. I don't know. We're gonna. I'm gonna go back to the the short-lived TV shows with the people who love them format soon. But I think that'll just be one of those a month due to not wanting to spend all of my time doing research for this show. Um. So that's that's it. I'll see you next week. Uh. uh bye. Fed Talks is a Faux Boys production. Wah, 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 wah.